9, and I'll take it up from Sunday. Proverbs 22. I'm talking about pursuing excellence. Proverbs 22, 29. Look at this scripture. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. I will not stand before mere men. Some versions is ordinary men. Do you see any man who excels in what he does? He will stand before great people. Do you see any man who excels in what he sells? He will stand before great people. Do you see a man who excels in a classroom? Stand before great people. See a man who excels in prayer? Stand before great people. Any man, whether he's a Muslim man or a Buddhist man, because the scripture is not for Christians. It's God's word to God's generation. Or to just creation. You see any man. So anything your hands find doing. Do it well and do it to your best. Because you don't know who is watching. You don't know who is observing. You don't know who has been sent to be a blessing to you. But he's confused. That the person is watching. So anything your hands find doing. Do you see any man who excels? So anything you are doing, be the best in it. If you're a wife, be the best wife. Your husband, be the best husband. Whatever state you find yourself in, if you excel in the state you are, you will stand before prominent people and not mere people. So the onus rests on us. It doesn't rest upon God. It rests upon us. How we can run our lives in such a way that we can stand before people. Somebody has said, an excellent spirit is a matter of choice. And an excellent life is also a matter of choice. You can choose to live excellently. And you can also choose to live badly. Doors naturally open for anybody that lives excellently. Doors open for anybody that pursues excellence with the best of his ability. If you look at the Hebrew boys, if you look at the life of Daniel... In Daniel chapter 6 verse 3, the Bible says an excellent spirit resided in Daniel and that distinguished him. An excellent spirit resided in Daniel and that distinguished him. If you look at a man like Joseph, an excellent spirit lived in him. In fact, the Pharaoh said or the Egyptians said, there's no man in whom is the spirit like this guy called Joseph. If you look at Esther, there was an excellent spirit in Esther. The Bible says she was very lovely and beautiful. There was something very unique about her. If you look at the lady like Rebecca, her excellence is manifested in Genesis chapter 24. On verse number 16, the Bible says Abraham sent somebody or the, the senior servant to go and look for a wife for his son. Look at how this girl carried herself about. The Bible says she was beautiful to behold. And that's a nice phrase. Very beautiful to behold. Means she was very well designed. She had Coca-Cola shape. Or she had Fanta bottle shape or whatever they say. And then the scripture says she was a virgin and no man had known her. And as this man had prayed that God, I'm going to look for a wife for my master. Let it be that the one who gives me water. If you look at the attitude of this man, Genesis 14, 16. Please look at it. Now the young man was very beautiful to behold. And a virgin, no man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher and came up. So she brought back all the goose. And also brought back his brother Lot and his goose. Please, where are you? As well as the women and other people. I think we are lost. I said Genesis chapter 24. You nearly confused me. God. So from verse 17, look at this woman. So you can desire to be excellent. 
And the servant ran to meet her and said, please, let me drink a little water from your pitcher. And verse 18, close look at it. And so she said, drink, my Lord. This is a stranger she has met fetching water. He said, you want to drink? Drink. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. Verse 19, and when she had given him a drink, she said, the man did not request. She said, I'll draw water also for your animals. You ask for water, but I'll give you more than water. So I also add water for your animals. And the Bible says that until, so she said, I'll draw water for camels also until they are finished drinking. That fridge, until they are finished drinking, until the camels are full. And if you know what it takes to feed or to give a camel water. And when she had finished giving a drink, okay, so then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. Verse 21. And the man wondering at her, because anywhere you see excellence, it catches your attention. Anything you see nice, extremely nice, catches your attention. So the man remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring, weighing a half shekel, and two bracelets for her wrist. Weighing 10 checkers of gold. So this year, pursue excellence with your life. Determine to improve your life. Push your quality up. There's a better version of you if you truly work on yourself. So work on yourself. Work on yourself. Tell yourself, I want to be a better person. That's why we are celebrating this year. You want to be a better person this year? You want to mature yourself? You want to be a polished person? So I'll give you some areas you must, in particular, work on this year as you pursue excellence. Number one, deliberately improve your appearance. Deliberately improve your appearance. Determine to move your appearance a little up. Don't waste money, but spend money on your appearance. Don't waste money on your appearance, but spend money on your appearance. The Bible has said in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, that men always look on the outside. Men, we are not God. We don't know what happens on your inside. We look on your eyesight. And your outside is a reflection of your inside according to man. But God, your inside can be different from your outside. But for men, the way you look is the way you look. Does it make sense? Yeah. You are not different from the way you dress. If you see anybody shabbily dressed, it's clumsy on the inside. So the way you look is the way you really look. So you need to deliberately improve your appearance because your appearance is a reflection of your inner life. Determine to iron every shirt or dress before wearing it. I was surprised people, when was it Friday, I saw people come to the church with iron, not, dresses not ironed. And it's a reflection of who you are. See, so determine that anywhere you are going, you iron your shirt. It doesn't have to be a designer. Where even if it's an O'Brony it should be properly. Because as we sit here, you don't know who is observing you for what reason. Me as a pastor, I'm observing. Other leaders are observing. Sometimes people call out for various requests. We need someone who can do this. We need someone who can do that. But now, you don't just recommend by heart. Because I've realized that we all show up in church. But many of us are not godly. So you watch people. So your appearance is important. Decide to polish your shoe before wearing it. So anywhere you are going, if you are wearing shoe, polish the shoe. Don't wear chalet water to any public place. It's a sign that you don't take your life serious. 
Chalet water is for bathroom. So we went to the bathroom or within the compounds of your house. You cannot wear chalet water to church. It means you are too casual on the inside to be entrusted with delicate responsibility. It's very important. You wear chalet water to end of year work party, your boss will never recommend you for any work up because you may run the company down. So appear well. Always look well. If it's an obrenuel, iron it well. People will address you based on the way you dress. If you're decent always, you'll be treated as a decent person. If you're not decent, every day you dress anyhow. And don't chew uh, chewing sticks publicly. I'm talking about your appearance. Uh-huh. So there are things you have to do this year. I think I was selling one of the classes. I don't know. I went for one of our meetings. And normally I wear a light suit, so I was in my suit. And I put my two phones in my pocket. Then my arrow, Dr. Kujo came and said, Ah, Sammy, then dressing what dresses are. As I said, I was not saying, if I phone and share this year of excellence, such appearance will reduce you. Say, so upgrade your appearance a little. And dress nicely. Don't wear things to church that should be sent to the beach. And don't wear suit. If you see me at the beach like this, you will run away. Because uh, what is this man coming to do here? See a false prophet? Because this type of dress does not go to the beach. Uh-huh. So when you are going to church, appear like somebody going to church. When you are going to a party, so anywhere you are going, appear in a manner that suits where you are going. This is very important. Because keep in mind that somebody is watching and observing. And great people observe for long. Mean people observe for a short time. Those who truly help people observe for long. Because they don't want to make mistakes with their judgment. So take your time and appear well. Appear well. If you keep beard like uh, Mr. Marble, let, make sure it is properly shaped. Mr. Marble, stand to your feelings, observe your beard. Alright, so if you have this type, make sure it's properly because certain beer will not get you a visa into either Europe or America if you appear like Osama Belali's grandson, obviously. So please, appearance is very important. So don't appear anyhow. Don't let anybody pick you out of the house to a meeting that you have not properly dressed. Please, it's very, take this, I'm telling you, very serious. Only God look at the, the inside. Every other man observe the outside. Because the outside is a reflection of the person. So those of us do hair, do hair that suits your face. A hair that makes people run away from you with all humility, I think you should stop doing it. So get somebody who knows you, who gives you a nice hair shape that attracts people and attracts God into your life. Number two, improve the way you communicate. It's our year of excellence. Determine to be a better communicator, a better talker. Decide to be polished or polite with your language. It's tied to say things that bless people, not things that destroys and divide people. So this year, your tongue must be an excellent tongue. So decide not to say things that will destroy people or that will insult or abuse. Cut off lies. Cut off fabrications. Cut off divisive comments. Cut off half-truths. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6 captures what I'm saying. Colossians 4 6. So if you say your speech should always be with grace and seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So look at it. Your, let your speech always be with grace. 
It means that it should be measured. The word grace, when your words should be measured, and should be seasoned with salt, means that the words you speak should bless and sweeten. So look at all the ingredients of salt. That's what the scripture says. So whatever you use your tongue to do, it should preserve, to sweeten. Your words should not destroy people. Your words should not generate chaos. Your words should not divide people. Don't make tribal comments. Tribal comments. I was talking to one of my friends, and I made him say something. He said, Pastor, you have offended me. And so this morning I said, hey, God has given me grace. Because we, 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 meanings are in people. So you may not meant to insult the person, but if the words are not properly chosen, the person will feel offended. So think through your words before you utter them. Don't let words drop out of your mouth. And some tofu and you bram, bram. And send me a Anytime you finish talking, the house is in confusion because you don't think through words. So please, this year, let's use our tongue excellently. Insecurity, yes, stop insecurity. Don't use your tongue for insecurity. Is it insecurity they call it? Alakpa, alakpa, and alakpa da. Eh? Pardon me. Okay, so don't use your tongue to, do, to gossip. You waste your time. You see, there's something in our country. Our trust level is so low. So anybody you confide in will betray you. So what you don't want anybody to know you have said, don't say it. Because I'm telling you from experience. He will keep you for a month. I'll hear it. So I'm advising everybody here. Ghana is among the country where the trust level is. Any country where productivity is low, trust is equally low. So you can't trust anybody. It doesn't mean people are not trustworthy, but it just means that when it comes to delicate information, it's best you trust God with it. God told me some time ago, what you don't want a man to know, don't tell a man. So use your tongue to promote love, to promote brotherliness, to unite people. Don't divide a husband and wife with your tongue. Don't tear family into pieces with your tongue. You saw it, but you were not sent to report it. You saw it, but nobody sent you to report it. So use your tongue well, because you can be killed. I said in this country, a teacher went to report some drug barons. This is a known story in Kumasi last year. I went to tell police officer, these guys should come here, are into drugs. And you know our country? The police leaked the story back to them. A teacher was going to work. Four men attacked him, stabbed him to death. That's why the Bible says, if a man wants to live long, he must be a governor of his own tongue. You have to govern your tongue with discretion. Because I know bit me a proud. See, so you need to know, if I catch Mr. Ebenezer sleeping with another woman, I'll call him and rebuke him. But I'll not tell his wife. Because what do I want to achieve if I tell his wife? The Bible says, Hinti Abeba, Jesus was prophesied to die. But woe to the man that betrayed him. See? So if I go and lie and something delicate, you lie and this just breaks up. You and your family, you are doomed. You are doomed. You are finished. No, prayer can't save you. You are finished. So we need to choose our language well. Are we in church? Yeah, today I've gotten your attention because you have danced. Choose your language well. It's not everything you hear that you say. So if I propose love to, okay, Mr. Uh, Misa proposes love to me, this is an illustration. 
He didn't tell Mrs. Anu to tell her friends. It is bush life. Ura musubai. Vernacular translation. See? You have to learn what is secret, what is private. If I send Mr. Anku a text, no matter the content of the text, it should not go to Mr. Marble. See, let's behave as Christians. It's a confident thing I've sent you. What, why is, what is he doing on Marble's phone? And I'll tell you something. If you betray trust, trust will betray you. So if you betray people, God will permit others to betray. But normally the harvest is always bigger than the seed. That's why if you, what you don't want a man to do, you don't do it to another man. Well, this year is a year of excellence. So let's, let's package ourselves like that. Instead of being found, pass and go your way. Pass and go your way and save your life. Life is full of too much problems. Don't add additional ones. Number three, work more on your character this year. Determine to improve your lifestyle. Determine to improve your behavior. Determine to eliminate a lot of your excesses. See, Second Peter 1, 5 to 7. I was reading this scripture around 4 today. And I was looking at some things. Please look at this scripture for me. And when you get home, you can also take your time and read it. First, Second Peter 1, 5 to 7. Hurry up for me, the man behind. He said, but for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. You are now in the faith. So add to your faith, virtue, knowledge. Give it to me in the New Living Translation so I don't have to explain too much. Hurry up for me, please. My time is gone. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Then I love the word supplement. No, we are food supplement. You take supplement if you think you are not eating well. So supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. So you are now a Christian. And the Bible is saying that in addition to coming to church, you must have what is calling moral excellence. And in addition to moral excellence, you must have knowledge. Please move on for me fast. And in addition to knowledge, you must have self-control. In addition to self-control, you must have what we call patient endurance. And then in addition to endurance, you must have godliness. So when you become a Christian, you now begin to add things to your Christian life. One of the difficulties facing this country, I was listening to the Australian ambassador to Ghana. He said he gets amazed Ghanaians go to church. And yet we are among the most corrupt nations on earth. Recently, I was talking to one of my dear friends in the church. She said something that stay with me. She said, Pastor, I went to Dubai. And I, in Dubai, people don't close their shops. So she asked somebody, here you don't close shops. He said, we don't close our shops because Christians are not here. Do you understand it? Yeah. We don't close our shops because Christians are not here. Because thievery and robbery is in Christian nations. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So they don't close their shop because by their Quran they can't steal. But we hold Bible and steal and swear. Aha. Uh-huh. Look at Ghana AIDS Commission report. Say 80% of Ghanaian HIV patients are Christians. 80%. Because you're quite sorry, keke. I'm telling you, sometimes it's better you trust unbelievers than Christians. Am I right? So we need to add things. So you're a Christian now, determined to improve. Improve your life. Get better. You see, if you get better, you don't need to preach. People will look at your life and say, well, we will follow him to church. 
But if you are living the same way unbelievers are living, that you can't even preach to us. Because if we follow you, we may get corrupted. So I pray that this year of excellence, all of us will work on our character. Let's work on ourselves. When you commit yourself to Christ, begin to grow Christ-likeness in you. Polish your character. Number four, the year of excellence, be serious about your life. Be serious about more about, about your life. Be more serious about your life. The fourth area you have to work on. Take your life as a project and build things into your life. Build godliness. Build respect. Build consistency. Build truthfulness. People should be able to trust you. People should be able to recommend you. People should be able to say, oh, I'm trying to change your through. You know, today you have a, 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 have a room in your house. Have a boy's cottage. They have not been able to put anybody there. Because I can't be in the house for my leg to be outside. Take a Christian to your house. What is not true is what you will hear. And there are people here who have extra rooms in their homes. Osro, should I bring you there and you break my marriage? Should I bring you there and stories that are not true be told in church? You see, so you need to improve your life. Build some values into your life. Build some consistency. Build honesty, build loyalty, build dependability. Can people rely on you or anything you say? You don't keep to it. Build punctuality. Learn how to work with timetables. Now, that's one of the things is teaching us now. You have to learn how to work with timetables and deadlines. This thing must be done by this time. That must be done by that time. You need to build timetables and deadlines into your system. I wake up at this time. At this time, I cannot eat again. I don't go to the beach at this time. I don't chat with somebody I don't know at this time. You need to build things into your life. If your life is just there to collect anything, a life without laws will become a, a lawless life. So work on yourself more. Build things. Uh, if you are a man here, deliberately build leadership qualities. Deliberately because you may be marrying somebody's daughter and children may have to look up to you. Bishop James has said having sex doesn't make you a man because animals still do. But you need to be able to lead another person. And we are not born to be leaders. We need to learn how to be a leader. If you're a woman here, deliberately learn submission and respect. You have to learn, if you have in mind to stay with a man, you have to learn what submission is. If your ego is bigger than Jupiter, you stay single for the rest of your life. Don't respect anybody. Nobody can control you. Sit alone till you die. As long as you want somebody to be with you and the person is going to lead you, the person will tell you, you can't go for a funeral at this time. You can't go for old students' association at this time. And leadership and then submissiveness require that you listen to the leader. So you need to build it. That's one of the challenges we have today in the 21st century, especially in charismatic churches. Our women are very big. Our women are very, we call it women's empowerment. Have you studied Pentecost women? They so called their husbands, my Lord, Mira. Mira. See, so we need to work at it. So our men are gradually moving, of course, not in this church. Marrying people from other churches. Because the thing ICGC over empowers women. You see, so build submission. You must respect a man. You don't throw us at a man. You don't chuckle at a man. You don't look down on a man. You don't make, make certain statements when a man is there. When men are there, a woman must talk few. Is that proper English? Okay. 
The member of Iyan country on Kaka blake 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 blake. Me to be our hijacking. Me to be our hijacking. When you keep hijacking every meeting where men are, they run away from you. Because if you can hijack a meeting, you can hijack a home. Run away from you. That's anywhere men are. If you're a wise woman, you don't talk by heart. Especially if you have a lover there, let your lover do most of the talking. You don't talk some. See? Yes, I say, hey, get away there, Charlie. Oh, God, who are you? Money, my move. Any question you want, man, is also. Even when the boyfriend say, sweetheart, sweetheart, say, I'll say it. I'll say it. We live in a free world. <laughs> I'll say, Jamie, my man, come as them. Hmm. The more you say, the more he starts withdraws. Because every man wants to be treated like an Ashanti king. Write this in your note. Every man wants to be treated like an Ashanti king. Respect. Respect. Honor. Respect. Reverence. Respect. Abraham Pachamati. You may have a disagreement, but you can talk about the disagreement later after you have obeyed him. Please, it's very important. After you have obeyed him, when his temperature has gone down, you know, oh, sweet, I bet, what can be my money and you Oh, If you disrespect him, he will never call you darling. Yeah. Oh, could you, mommy? When you start calling Kojo, the enemy, the love is already gone. Uh-huh. Right? So, we need to work more. And then I will conclude by saying that you need to work extra hard this year. Wherever you work, work extra hard. Be among the best workers there. Be among the best workers there. Have you seen a man who excels in his work? To stand before great people. Be among the best workers. Work hard. Work hard. Work hard and catch your boss's eye for good. Life of excellence rewards everywhere. I love these boys. If you look at their testimony, Joseph, I'll end here. Joseph, Genesis 29, 3 to 5. Jacob, Genesis chapter 30, 26 to 30. Isaac, Genesis 26, 27, 28. So let's read through these three scriptures and we are done. Number one, Genesis 39, 3 to 6. Look at the testimony of Joseph. Genesis 39. Now, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. So verse 4. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of, of his entire household and everything he owed. Verse 5. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's house for Joseph's sake. You understand it? The Lord began to do what? Bless the house for Joseph's sake. Is God blessing your company for your sake? Or the company is rather losing profits because you have been employed. You are a master mouse there. And you are just stealing. Alright, so that's about Joseph. Look at Jacob from Genesis chapter 30. I just love the story of this guy. Genesis 30, 26 to 30. Please hurry up for me. Let me take my wives and children for half and them by serving you. And let it be on my way. You certainly know how hard I have worked for you. Verse 27. Please listen to me. Laban replied, I have become wealthy for the Lord has blessed me because of you. For the Lord has done what? The Lord has blessed me because of you. Tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I will pay. Verse 29. Jacob replied, You know how hard I have worked for you and how your flocks and herds have grown under my care. Please look at this. How your flocks 
and your hairs have grown under my care. The one we are working for, is the business prospering? Or the business is not done. Then Jacob replied, ah, okay, you had, you had little indeed before I came, but your wealth has increased enormously. So you had little. When I came to you, you had very little. But now your wealth has increased. The Lord has blessed you through everything I have done. You understand it at all? Alright, so this year, whenever you work, I'll beg you don't steal from a company. Anytime you steal from the company, you have stolen from your destiny. So anytime you steal from somebody you are working for, you have stolen from your destiny. Please keep this in your mind. So work very hard. This year, work very hard. I said I was the last one. Okay, I will touch on it briefly. Number six, and I'm done. Run away from anything that soils your image this year. This year of excellence, work on your image. Run from stains. What people say about you matter. So be interested in what people say about you. Alright, so avoid things that soil your image. Avoid going to places that soil your name. Avoid things that soil your image. Don't say things that will soil your name. Don't play games that will soil your name. Don't get involved in deals that will soil your image. Don't destroy your reputation. Because when you are slightly tarnished, you are greatly reduced. So I pray this year of excellence, we have to work on ourselves. When you wake up, sweep your house. Change your bedsheet. And those of us who are men, I'm repeating what Dr. Bell has told us. Wear one pant one day. And he says he recommends white. Because the white will test your cleanliness. Um, so, uh, every man here must believe God. And wear white pants. Uh, every, uh, are there men here? So, wear white pants and white singlet. Because the white pants will always reveal you to you. So, this year, let's be extra neat. This year, don't come to just smelling. If you have been coming here, you don't use deodorant. Get lime. Is that lime? Is it lemon or lime? Lime. Uh, the two works. We are, both of them work. So when you bath, cut it into two and then squeeze it into the water. It will kill every scent on your body. Or go for bitter leaf and add bitter leaf into the water you bath. Because in the 21st century, if you are smelling, you have not started leaving. Yeah. So, so that you can have uh, a nice scent around you. I don't use the word perfume because people have difficulties with it. But get a scent around you that can keep people closer to you. Have I heard somebody? Get a scent around you. It can be a body splash that can keep people closer to you. If you don't have any scent on you and you smell natural, there's something God does with me. Uh, my nose picks scent. But sometimes, so if I am in my office, and my mother comes there, I know. There's something God has done with me. So, we are different. So, I can pick a scent and know this scent comes from this place. But that one is a spiritual gift. Where your nose can just pick scent and God is sent to talk to you. But naturally, you must smell nicer. Make sure you always have something in your mouth. I'm telling you about things that put people off. Um, who call interview? If you are going for interview, get a mouthwash. And brush. Once, what is your name? I'm Chokpolu Joseph. And the room changes. 
you have lost the interview. Even if we pray for you and are pour oil on you here, the oil will not work. See, so these are petty, petty things we must learn. And so that when you are going for meetings, you see, God will open doors for us, but he will not assess the doors for us. Really definitely. God will open doors for you, but he will not assess it for you. You must assess the doors he opens. And so you need to package yourself well. Package yourself well. Never doze when you go for an interview. Even if the interview time is not up. Sometimes while you are sitting, there's a camera, they are monitoring you from where the interview will take place. Now if you are coming for an interview and it's supposed to be an hour late and you are already number one, it means that you have a health issue Unless you are a very serious professional, you will not pass the interview. So we need to learn all these things so that this year of excellence has the doors open for us. We are going for an interview. They say you don't wear a perfume that is too loud. That captures the whole room. It's also bad. You wear a perfume that is on you, but it's not too loud that it occupies the room. So which means I have perfumes for various occasions. You want to marry a nice woman. The man, this is an apple for you. The lady is enlightened. Look for a very nice perfume. I recommend one. Creed Silver Mountain Water. There's a perfume called Creed Silver Mountain Water. Yeah. You wear it. You take it to a place you go and have lunch. As soon as you come closer, the perfume tells her immediately your class you are in. Immediately the class you are in. And you don't go in tro tro. Because the lady may be watching to see what car brought you. All this tells your way you think. Well, she can't, she can't who? Ghana Yede. My brother, sit here somewhere and leave that girl alone. Yeah. There are places to go in taxi. You need to learn all this. There are places to go in taxi or Uber. Uber is more dignified. So there are places to go sit in an Uber. You may not have a car, but sit in an Uber. Because the person you are facing immediately tells that, okay, this person may not have money, but he's in a class. And for every man here, your belt should always match the shoe you are wearing. Your belt should always match the shoe you are wearing. And when you are wearing trousers, the trousers should sit on the shoe. It's not proper when your socks is visible. Unless you cross your leg. Now you need to learn all this. So if you are wearing a black shoe, go with a, a black belt. It's a, I'm wearing a mirror, a semi-mirror shoe. So have a mirror belt that goes with it. All these things are you so hey, passenger will be here. Hey. Are you sure? The total best say nobody's looking, but you must be looking. Nobody's looking, but you must be looking. So appear well. As of the ladies, uh, I can't talk about she because my style for ladies dressing is weird. I'll tell you the truth. I am a fan of Kaba. Kaba. Yeah. I love you when they who is in Kaba today, Padre Raka. Mrs. Walanyo, uh, uh, Mrs. Sosekere, please stand to your feet and come to me. Yeah. This is my favorite. Simple. So I love even a woman is in Kaba. See? Uh, so uh, some of the things we went to church are disturbing. And, uh, but I won't touch on it today. Thank you. So if you wear things and then every now and then and you know are working here. You come and every day we need it shows us that you are not thinking properly. 
Because every day you come, they put this in here. Every day you come, they put this in. Why not wear something that doesn't require anything to be put there? Yeah. You dress you anywhere, but when you are, your pastor has come, I wear it for me. Am I in church? Yeah. yeah. Tell your husband, look, my pastor loves Kaba, eh? And then why are you for me? So that we don't, we have a certain dignity in dressing in church. And sometimes you meet things in town, at time. Or you stand behind the pulpit. You virtually must keep your eyes at a certain angle. When you see any pastor preaching and all the time, it's not an angel, is in you. Sisters, pants have appeared. So to avoid it, I'm telling you this. To avoid they keep up. Because of what you are wearing, you can't even cover there. You can't even cover there. See? And we are defiling people in church. We are defiling people in church. Me, it doesn't move me, my traho. But you have Inca standing here. Is he working? Is working. Is he working? Is he working? Only God knows what is working. Only God knows what is working in the church. You see? And then we have brothers sitting here. You look at it. They are sitting here permanently. And that's why you have to be... You see, let me tell you this. When a man sees your pant in public, you have disgraced yourself. You don't respect yourself. If you respect yourself, your beads, your pants should never be seen in public. Never. Never. So we need to learn all these things so that this year, we, angels can come to church and feel free. Huh. That the church is sanctified, is a holy place. Angels don't have to be looking in heaven because sisters came and they didn't come properly. Amen. Stand to your feet.